insuring the money. Like, as, you know, me, I use TD Bank. I also use Wells Fargo. Those are FDIC insured, I'm sure, right? But it's yes. $250,000 per account, right? Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't matter if it's a business account or a personal account. Now, personal, that makes sense, right? I think $250,000 is a fine number to insure money for a personal account. But businesses, why isn't there, like, why isn't that a higher threshold? Like, why isn't it $250 million? For businesses, because businesses typically have more than $250,000 in the bank account. The, the logic, and we can argue whether this is true or not, is is the whole point of FDIC was was there to protect individuals. Because, you know, the, the, it was created in, you know, in the aftermath of the Depression, when you, you know, when literally you'd see the, the, the movies of people lining up outside the bank waiting for the money. Um, and so it was, the, the thought was that small invest, smaller investor, I'm going to call them investors, but just, you know, individuals aren't going to do the credit worthiness. You don't know if TD is is better than Wells Fargo or better than, you know, XYZ Bank, which is down the street. And, and the whole point is to make you sort of indifferent to that. You're you, The average individual is not in any position to do bank analysis, parenthetically, as we learned, so are either a lot of bank analysts, unparentheses. Um, but so the thought would be, so it was $100,000 actually before the global financial crisis that got raised to 250. Um, effect, the, the idea, the thought would be that if you're over 250, um, you're, you know, you should be sophisticated enough to, um, to understand whether a bank is riskier or not risky. I, I'm going to argue that, you know, we had, I got to believe the corporate treasurers at a lot of these companies um, had the should have had at least the smarts to be able to figure it out whether SVB was was dodgy or not, but they 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 really didn't have all the data available to them, and they also rely on regulators, and the regulators didn't they either had the data and didn't use it or didn't have the right data, um, and so you know I don't I think the idea of just distinguishing between individuals and businesses is not necessarily fair. Um, you know you could think of any number of small businesses that would have, you know. A relative, you know, call it $250,000 or less. Um, I would say the vast majority uh, of small businesses in this co- country have that or less. But, you know, let's say, for example, um, you're going to buy a new, you're going to build a new um, factory or something like that. And you might borrow a million dollars from the bank. But before you break ground, you've got a million dollars in the bank. Um, and so I, I think that you're, you're not necessarily doing the credit worthiness. You, you've just, you've borrowed, you know, you've, you've always dealt with, with this bank. And so you, there's no reason, you have no reason to believe they're going to go out of business and they just lent you a million dollars. Um, you, you know, you're going to leave it there until you actually, you know, as you, as you spend down the money on what should be a pro- productive investment for your business. So it's a tough, it's a tough thing to distinguish. And, and I think it's, but what they did, what they did here was to avoid the, uh, the contagion was to say, all right, we're just going to guarantee everybody's deposits. So effectively, we just threw the $250,000 cap out the window. I think in the short term, it stemmed the run on banks. You don't, you're not having people saying, give me my money. But what it, uh, what it still did was people don't, it made people very wary of investing in their stocks and bonds because the, the stockholders and the stockholders got wiped out. And the bondholders, we don't know what they're going to recover. So people got very wary about that. But in the short term, I think it did stem, stem the run. You didn't really hear of any runs coming today uh, of people, you know, trying to get money out. The, there was maybe there was one that was maybe there, but they were able to secure some funding. So 
We'll see what happens. But I think that part was safe. But then the other part is, well, what does it mean to be in a world where we had this $250,000 insurance limit and now basically, eh, let's forget about it. Yeah, so now it's just like, well, they're not going to put it back, right? So now it's kind of sounds like, well, this is going to do this forever. So like FDIC, right? They have the money, but how... How do they insure it, right? Where does the FDIC get the money from? Now, is there money they have? Is that locked up in assets? Do they got to sell some stuff? Or is it all liquid? Is it coming from the government? They're going to print it? Is, is Peter Pan going to come in? Woo, here it is. Like, where is the money? It's an insurance company. The banks pay premiums, you know, for the same, just, just like you do on your, on your house or your right. car. Um, I, I don't exactly know where they keep it. I think they actually <laughs> just keep it at the treasury. Okay. Where, you know, and the treasurer, you know, and in theory, you know, it's just sort of, it's all book entry. It's not like there's this huge pile of money somewhere in the treasury. So it's just but, ones but, and zeros on a computer then. Exactly. But the, tre- but the treasury, you know, is really the, you know, the one, the U S government can, you know, more or less print money if it wants to, so to speak. And so the, and so the, in theory, the banks are paying insurance, um, you know, and there's a formula for, you know, how much, you, how much you have to insure, obviously, um, you know, a large bank has to pay more FDIC insurance than a small bank, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is now we, 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 the insurance premiums were set based on a maximum payout of $250,000 per person. Right. And now they're going to skyrocket because there's no. And so now presumably no they're going to have to raise those. F- exactly. And they can, just, to- they can price met whatever they want based on the risk of their business. Well, we don't know. See, this is the problem because uh-huh. because there's so many moving parts. You know, if they want to do it right, it may have to be set right. at a number that's so prohibitive that the banks are going to basically be able to pay even less to interest, less in interest than they already do in some cases. Um, and so, I, this is this is all this is all being done on the fly. And when you do this on the fly, I understand why they did it because it, they they could not have a, uh, they, they really just did not want to see a series of sequential bank runs. Right. Cause that, but, that would be likely to lead to a domino and like, God forbid, right. That the whole, everyone, I, I always made this joke with people, right. If everyone went to the bank and went through their money, they call me with this end. That's absolutely. Now it's kind of like, well, that's not really a joke anymore. That's actually kind of possible because there's not, there's not enough money 